you welcome in on the alcohol that was not the song that was playing I wish it was you know I'm gonna play that song immediately once this once the show's over welcome in to another episode of good bad more this is the final episode for this semester the for final this, episode I guess we it's might, a season we could we could say it's the season finale but we might be able to snag an open time slot next week but for now this is definitely our last Thursday night show. Last Thursday night show for Last sure. Thursday. Nothing is nothing is certain in this world, but it is guaranteed that we are sad that the season is over, but also excited because there's just been so much more to talk about, and um, and I know we're gonna have so much to talk about. I know we're gonna have semester. so much to talk about. It's just like it's crazy that we we're here. You know? Yeah. Seems like a lot has changed, but not a whole lot has. I've, that's a whole lot of nothing. That's a whole lot. That, yeah, sometimes things change and sometimes things don't. But <laughs> at the end of the day, all we have to to show for it is, is things. our friendship and the things that and change and don't didn't and change. sports. <laughs> sports doesn't change ever. Sports never changes. Sports never changes. Um, Just like war. What's been, go- <laughs> what's been going on, Finn? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I failed the test today. So uh, you didn't fail a test. It, I mean, to pass, you need 80%. Yeah. So it's like, it's a hard test. Plus you get to retake it. Too. I get to retake it. I say you gave it a really good attempt. Yeah. Did you, do you know what you got on it? No, it doesn't tell you. Oh, you just. It mm. told me like all the sections that I had to study on. And I swear to God, it was like every single section. <laughs> it was like every single section. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is a pretty, ch- it's not, it's not something that's like, you know, write this contemporary essay and people are like, do you get this idea? It's like not? multiple choice though. Yeah, like I know. That's a little tough. That's a little bit more tricky. Yeah. It's for um, what? Pro tool? Pro tools. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but that's enough about me. How are things going for you? I'm going to pull up some uh, things to talk about while you're talking. Sure. Oh, I'm, t- I'm pretty tired, honestly, just from end of the end of the year burnout just always gets to me so but good thing i've planned in ahead trying to sleep well i mean i've been staying up late playing fortnite though which is not doing me any good um but getting a lot of good work done i've been doing this acting class and i've been working on my script and i'm really i'm like really really excited for it i don't know if you've ever done any theatrical acting but i've done i've done theatrical i haven't done for for screen right yeah now. i've done a lot of, i've done a lot of screen acting but this is my first taste of the theater the the theatrical world and it's just a whole different whole different ball game um so i've learned a lot i've had a lot of fun and for this final script we get to kind of like block it out we get to develop the characters on our own sort of like do things and it's it's challenging me but i'm i'm really really i'm really soaking it up right now i'm really excited that's great i know i'm gonna film it i can't wait to have my performance if it goes well fingers crossed but i know it's gonna go well but other than that i'm just excited for school to be over you know i got a lot planned this summer yeah um me too um and one of them one of those things i'm planning is watching the nba finals (laughs) watching the nba finals segue that was a flawless transition. That was really good. Um, I've, well, one thing got, I, there's a lot that's been happening in the NBA that we need to talk about. I know we've kind of been we've been not slacking. There's just been there's a just little been bit so more. much to talk about that we haven't really. NBA's kind of been on the back burner for football. Funny how football can do that, but and for college basketball as well. That's true. Man, has it been that long since we've kind of discussed the NBA in depth? I'd say so. Mm-hmm. We started the semester really talking about it, but 
uh, we're already eight minutes in. We got to get into it. So there's been a couple of games that happened today. Yeah, we had two the games. The 11th of May, we two had two games. games. We had the Celtics play the Sixers. They tied it up. Now it's 3-3. Game seven in Boston. Let's fucking go. So excited. Finn is I'm now, a, as of this year, Finn is a Celtics fan, everybody. I so I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan. He's so... I'm vagabond. I'm Every year, I'm somewhere else. I'm, yeah. I'm in Boston. What do you think year. it's going to be next year? Probably still Boston. Really? Yeah. Probably I would. I, the Rockets get Wemby. I'm like, not gonna be a Rockets. You could do fan. a Rockets. I fan. might be a Magic fan. An Orlando Magic fan? Yeah. I'd be a Thunder fan. Well, no, you can't be. I a can't Thunder. be a Thunder fan. Yeah, but um, still Boston fan. There's like there's like there's like seven teams that I really like that I kind of choose whether I want to be a fan of them or not. Oh yeah. Just across all sports or just like in the NBA? Oh okay. So for me, it's the Celtics. Warriors. The Celtics. The Warriors. The, the Warriors. The Magic. The Warriors. <laughs> uh, whoever's playing the Warriors. <laughs> whoever's playing the Thunder. Yeah. Um, that's four. Uh, did I say the Nuggets? No, you haven't said nuggets. the Nuggets. The Grizzlies. Grizzlies, yeah. Uh, the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's fine. Like, everyone likes the Kings. Like, yeah, who can't? I, I'd i say I've... Everyone's a Kings fan. I've, if you're not a Warriors fan, you're a Kings fan. I, I have three teams that I root for. Pistons, obviously. Uh, the Bulls, just because Chicago. Yeah, and they suck, so it's easy to root for them. Yeah, and then the Warriors. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, you know, watching this last... See, I think that just shows how you and I are different people. Because <laughs> you spend time with Ole and watch Warriors games with him and it makes you a Warrior fan and I spend time watching Warrior games with Ole and it makes me hate them. Well, I Ole made a really good point. It's like I watched the 76ers game and I watched the like I watched the Denver Nuggets play. Mm-hmm. I just it's not it's not as exciting sometimes. Like the Warriors, they have Well, the, to be fair. They have the most exciting basketball. Like it's it's so fun to, to watch fair, them sometimes. To be fair. You don't watch very many games that aren't Warrior games. I mean, that's true, but I just haven't been necessarily like out of. I think I've watched as many other random basketball games. Hold on, I gotta tickle my throat. <coughs> I've watched enough uh, other basketball games, like the same amount of like different teams combined, and then okay, but that that proves my point is what I'm saying. Well, I'm I'm sorry, but every time I've seen the Warriors, it's been like pretty exciting, like pretty much every time. You know, even when they lose, they keep it. I yeah, I mean. Close. I think they're definitely one of the more exciting teams to watch. Uh, and I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. I think that they are, like, one of the most exciting teams to watch. But I don't think they are the most exciting team to watch. Who is the most exciting team to watch, then? For me? Yeah. I think that the Kings are really exciting to watch. Okay, I, I won't disagree with that. I, I, like De- that. I like De'Aaron Fox. I think that the Nuggets are really exciting to watch. See, that's the. Di- I, think I think that, that proves that, that we're different people. I think that the Celtics are really exciting to watch. <sighs> okay, I'll agree um, with that. I'm trying to think of other teams See, that I like, like watching. I watch Nuggets games, and you, you think it's really exciting basketball. And I watch well, Nugget you, what games. Do you look for I watch Nugget game? games, and I'm like half asleep. Like, what do you look for in a basketball game? Uh, I mean, it's a good question. I don't know if I can put my finger on it just quite yet. But when I think of exciting basketball, I'm talking like it's a relatively close game, and it doesn't have to be close in score. You know, you just have to have that momentum, that energy, the potential to bring it back quickly. 
Okay. You know? Or the idea that when they're in the lead but it's close, they'll go blow for blow. Like the Warriors game last night was really exciting because the Lakers were still scoring and it was like, ooh, so exciting. And then the Warriors would go down and they would hit uh, like hit a three or Wiggins would drive or Curry would give a nice little lay. It'd be kind of it'd be sick. And then like they turn it over and then the Warriors get another bucket and it's just like okay now they're getting some momentum. You feel like they have a really palpable energy. And so I think when I'm watching the Nuggets like. They don't have an energy. It's just like it's only scheme. It's only like, like. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there because when you say it's only scheme, <laughs> like that every team is going by scheme. Yeah, and, I know, I know. And Warriors know. are more scheme heavy than a lot of other teams. I agree, but it's like when you look at a team like the Suns, they run ISO. Like so, it's Kevin Durant, it's Devin Booker. They're just doing their thing and they're getting a bucket, right? right. Warriors, they're running plays constantly and they're, oh, yeah. they're always doing actions. Oh, yeah. And that's what, in my opinion, makes them exciting to watch. And the Nuggets do that. The Kings do that. Those are the teams that I find exciting to watch. And so that's when you that's put the point. Nuggets on this end of the spectrum and the Warriors on this end of the spectrum, it can't be because of scheme. Well, that's fine. I guess that's a, that's a so good point. So is there something else or is it? Because here's here's my theory. I think that you're more invested in Warriors games because you've seen more of them and well, that's true. you know oh, yeah. more about the players. Yeah, of course. That's true. But, so, I mean, like, I also look at the Nuggets and there's not a lot of... I could get behind Nikola Jokic, but other than that, there's not any not any guys right there that are necess- like necessarily grabbing me as much as a guy like Clay Thompson or even Jordan Poole or Looney, you know? Looney? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm a big Looney guy. Okay, like... I'm loony for grabbing lo- you as much like Looney I'm loony, is like I'm loony for loony. Looney's a pretty boring player. No, if you want to talk favorite, if you want to talk favorite players, my favorite player in the NBA is Draymond Green, 100. percent Okay, I, I mean, yeah, like I think Draymond's an entertaining player, but come on, Looney, like <laughs> there's like at least five players on the Nuggets that are more exciting than Looney, <sighs> and that I think that's like betraying your bias, to be honest. I. Don't think so, honestly. I think if you find Looney more exciting than most of the Nuggets well, players, then, may, then I'm, I, mean, I think I'm it's more something about the way we, you watch basketball. Maybe then. we need to sit down and watch some Nuggets games together. Let's and, do it. I guess I'm clearly missing something here. The Nuggets? Yeah, I'll yeah, watch some I mean, Nuggets games. You haven't the, sat down and really, watched a Nuggets game. Some really exciting games. The Nuggets are... Here's what I'll say about the Nuggets. Jamal Murray, he is like one of the most exciting like heat check players. Yeah. Like, because when he gets hot, he's hot. He's hot. And he just takes it down there off the dribble, like, hits threes. Like, and that's what he was doing tonight Yeah, but against that, the Suns. That's, like, every Warriors player. <laughs> every Warriors player. Okay. But you're we're, we're comparing, like, Jamal Murray to one other player, right? Like, if you're talking, like... We're comparing him to five other players. I'd, I'd say also Jamal Murray, the two-man game between, like, Jamal Murray and, um, and Jokic... Is really fun to watch. The passing on the Nuggets is a lot more fun to watch than on the Warriors, and I guess personally that's something I I value more. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's that's true. But if you're just like watching shooting, then the Warriors and the Celtics are the two teams that you should watch because right. they shoot the ball the most. Yeah. Um, but n- teams like the Nuggets and the Kings, they don't shoot as much yeah. as the Warriors. I mean, my feeble little basketball brain isn't isn't capable of understanding it yet and that's fine because i've really only watched basketball seriously for like a year now so yeah i think 
I, well, I'm only really beginning to understand it more. Like, yeah, I, but you've I think you've dove a little bit deeper into into it than I have. But yeah, that's I mean that's fine. I mean you watch like basketball videos. Like I don't. I usually just watch the. I strictly only watch like football videos. Yeah, strictly not because I don't want to watch basketball videos. It's just like. What so, I've been, what I've been into. We've watched Clippers games, right? Yeah, we've watched plenty of Clippers. So, games. there's like a visceral difference watching a Clippers game compared to watching like Warriors game. Sure. Where when you're on the Warriors, it feels like things are like flowing and people are like moving around. At a Clippers game, it feels like Kawhi is like dribbling like against somebody, and everyone else is standing at the three point line like this. Yeah, just Bo- like standing there. Bones is ready. You know what to I mean? Like, it up. yeah. So when you were, when we're talking shit like like scheme, like the Clippers, which we've watched a fair amount of we're yeah. in the L- L.A. area, um, they're like an example of a team that isn't as like they run a lot of ISO for Paul George and yeah. Kawhi. I think the Lakers also. Could be I I've seen a lot of Laker games as well. Speaking of the greater, mm. greater LA area, yeah. we've watched a lot of Lakers games. Lakers are interesting because they're really they're kind of an in between team. I don't really know how to put my finger on. LeBron down. can't be the ISO god that he once was, right? Because of his age. So, but he also is a fantastic facilitator as well. Oh, one hundred creates a lot of plays, which but, is which is pretty. But exciting, that's I'd why say. that's why he doesn't need to be that like insane ISO scorer, right? And like that's why I guess the Clippers just doesn't necessarily work as well and isn't as no, entertaining because it, it's just Kawhi and PG. It does work when they're healthy, but that's the thing. Like, Has like the ISO kind of like give it to this one guy, kind of facilitate around him. Uh huh. Has that ever worked in the modern era? Like I'm talking like 2010 onward. Because it seems like it's only just been scheme teams aside from the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. No, they weren't just LeBron. Like that's a that's a team with Kyrie and a team with Kevin Love. Like, he loves Kyrie. Like like obviously like Kyrie and LeBron are like two of the best scorers in NBA history, but um they weren't just ISO. Like, right. That's not So what like has I can look it up. You want me to look it up? I guess. I'm just like, what's the fucking point of running I mean, ISO anymore? Any team like, with Kobe is that team that runs ISO. But what about with with Shaq? Shaq I mean, Shaq is ISO as well. Right. So you just had two ISO players, one big, one small. Yeah. And I guess and that was your offense through. But that. that was in the two thousands. You know, I'm talking like Steph Curry is, is is a factor and is affecting the game and whatnot. Like people who want to shoot and get fat buckets and just absolutely get a big momentum shift. I'm just like, I'm trying to think. So, the Lakers won two years ago. Right. Um. The Raptors with Kawhi, they won. Um, and I wasn't watching the NBA like that back then. So That's true. The, I can't really I mean, the, say. the Bucks when they won? <sighs> the Bucks, no. I mean, the Bucks are just, they were just a really good team. Yeah. They're, I mean, the Miami Heat with their big three is probably the best example. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then they got beat by the most. Um, team-oriented team ever. Right, the, the San, San Antonio, Antonio Spurs. Right. And now you have now you have repeated success now from the Warriors, which is, like, only scheme. And, I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Uh, I guess that's the close. That. I guess the Miami Heat is the closest you'll ever get to, like, some form of ISO, big big guys doing the scoring, let them, let them do their thing. You know, I guess Miami that's the, that's yeah. like the closest you're gonna get. But, but it's they just, had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Yeah, like, 
it's kind of hard to top that. Again, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still learning, but it's just like, what's the point of having like, what's the point of having Kevin Durant, Devin Booker and Chris Paul on the floor? What's the point? I mean, like if you aren't going to see any historic success, I mean, obviously without this is, there's only been one year with Kevin Durant, but it's like, if it's not going to get you that far, like, well, it hasn't even been one year. It's been, it was like 20 games Yeah, before, but with the Nets, it's like. Okay. You and also have Nets, Harden, Kyrie, and KD. It's like when they were healthy, they went pretty far. Right. And they only they never played three like like very many games together. I think like the four the three of them only played like ten games together. Right. And now like KD that. was out for a long time, and they're also older. Like they right. they get hurt. Like it's like why even try to get that goal because it's like a it's so hard to obtain. Like the, I mean Steph Curry was out for like a month and. Clay was out for a while. Wiggins missed 23 games, but they still are seeing success and in the finals, and they have their healthy guys now. But it's like, you know, what's the... Last year are you talking about, or this year? I mean, year? you could just say last year or this year, too. This year they weren't very good in the regular season yeah. compared to expect expectations. I mean, that's true. I mean, they were return champions. But still, the Warriors have... It's just like the... It, it seems like there's they're just leaps and bounds ahead of a team like the the Suns, you know? Because, like, they, when I look at the Suns, it's, like, there's just a million different things that have to go right. And even then, it's, like, there's no guaranteed. Like, the Suns have been losing. Yeah, you know? I, I think I think when you look at a team like the Suns, like, that franchise is betting on the upside. You know, like, right. if all of those players are healthy, if they're there, like, you can win any game. Right. It's, because like, why even put all that gamble but on, on a certain thing? The four, like, four of your starters, like... Two of them are, like, maybe top five in just getting buckets in the in the NBA. <laughs> We're talking about the Warriors. No, I'm talking about the Suns. Oh, top five right now. Right now, okay. getting buckets, yeah. like in the NBA right now, like Devin Booker, KD. If you're talking purely just getting buckets, just scoring in any way, yeah, they are probably top five. And having two guys like that on the same team with a guy like Chris Paul who can pass, he's a like one of the all-time assist leaders. Yeah. Guy like DeAndre Ayton who's got a killer mid-range game. Um like you're betting on the upside. If all of those guys are there, like you can win any game. You can win any game. Doesn't matter who it's against. Like right. cuz if those guys are hitting shots, you can't beat them. And that's what we saw in this Nuggets series. Even though the Nuggets won, those two games where the Suns won, they were just shooting lights out. And the issue that the Suns run into ran into right here's is that that's what I want to know what what was their big roadblock? So there? there's a there's a couple of things. One, they weren't there for uh, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul weren't healthy for this right. past game. Right. So it was kind of on Booker and Durant. Uh, another thing, they gave up a lot of depth in the trade for KD. It's true. So they struggled Which is a little bit there. Common with these big ISO teams that get right. three or four big players. Which is why the Clippers are so crazy because. If Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, simultaneously they have two of like the best ISO scores in the league, right. and they have one of the deepest rosters in the league. And that's why people had them going deep into the playoffs. Because if those two guys are healthy, that is a team that you do not want to face right. in but the playoffs. They weren't healthy. But they weren't healthy. So they just completely fell apart. I wouldn't say completely. Well, you know, but it, they definitely—it was, it was assumed that they weren't going to make it out. Yeah. Um. And and so. Another issue with the Suns was uh, just the math wasn't on their side because 
a team like the Nuggets mm-hmm. with two really good passers like uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic, two really good facilitators for the offense. Yeah. And guys like Michael Porter Jr. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there's just shooters on that team. Like, there's a bunch of guys who can just shoot. Like, yeah, they have lights death. out. They have death, and they also have their guys that they can rely on when they need. And they it. got a lot of high energy guys. Guys that love to like play defense and. Oh yeah. You know, Bruce Brown, uh, is one of my favorite players to watch. He's mm-hmm. just like, like a powder keg. They got this rookie, this guy Christian Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another guy. He was great in this past game. Didn't look like a rookie. Like he was making, he was getting steals on KD. Like mm-hmm. he was, he looked great. Um, and well, you have guys like that. But when I say that the math isn't on the sun side, it's because you have guys like KD and Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, and all four of those guys love to take mid-range shots. Yep. And mid-range shot is two points. And a three-point shot is three. Really? And so, Since when? And so <laughs> the Nuggets, who like to take more three-point shots than the Suns, even if the Suns shoot like 10% better in a game yeah, than statist- the Nuggets. Statistically, it's just not going to work out. The Nuggets can still win because they shoot more threes. I know. What which they, is crazy. What the Suns need is a, a guy who can really – they need like a Jordan Poole but that, type. That's, you know, no, someone who can really shoot some threes. No, because Jordan Poole can't even shoot <laughs> I mean, when can't I say even that, be on, he can't even be on the court. Okay, when I say that, like, of, of course he can shoot threes. It's a shot selection. But yeah. what I'm, but and the issue isn't with the Suns. The issue isn't that they can't shoot threes. The <laughs> issue is that they just love shooting mid range shots. They just can't help it. They're more, they com- wanna, they're more comfortable jumpers. They're more comfortable shooting those mid range yeah, yeah, shots. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So and, I mean, I guess if you want to build your system around that, that's fine. But you, you just got to be so ruthlessly efficient. Yeah. That it doesn't matter. That. Yeah, but that and that that was we can see that in the two games that they won. They're yeah. shooting. They're shooting lights out. They it just like and you you can't beat a team when they're shooting like lights that. Lights out, right? But it's so hard to sustain that for a seven game series, right? So if you can't beat a team when they're only shooting lights out, but when you're shooting lights out, that's your only win condition. And when you you can't shoot lights out every single time, like yeah, why? Well, they were hoping that they could because they are like two of the best shooters in the NBA, right? But you know. If they're yeah, healthy, like if they're all healthy. I, I didn't think it was gonna work when it happened. And no. I'm not like an expert. I'm not like I'm not a prophet. I'm not like some dude like you know ivory tower or whatever. But sure, uh, you know, it just like doesn't feel like something that they just. There's a lot of things that kind of don't work very well. I guess. What would you do to fix if you were the Suns' GM, dude? I'm so underqualified. Or head to coach. Sit to comment on what that. kind of contract restructuring work would you <laughs> would you do? Well, what would you do with the finances? The main no, thing I think you need is uh, you need defensive bench depth. So you need guys that are really good on defense, like really high energy defenders. Because there's a lot of guys on that team that can score, yeah, and that can shoot, but they're but really not a whole isn't lot. there isn't really just like a lockdown defender on the Suns. Right. That's why Gary Payton has some of the best plus minus differentials when he's on the court. Is he really? Yeah, he has plus twenty two. Can you believe that? Dude, I want to see what Jokic's is. Oh my, like, it must be like forty. I feel like it's probably really good. Jokic is so good. And Bead too. Let me see. Stat Muse is a great website. Stat Muse. Stat S T A T M U S E. I've never seen that before. Also, you've been, you've been watching stats. any baseball? I have not. 
Mm. I'm watching a lot of Tigers games recently. It's so easy to pirate stuff nowadays. It's like, I'll just sit in class, so, have the game up. So like, you said Gary Payton's plus, plus minus 22. is yeah. 22. Yeah. So I just want you to guess what Jokic's is. I'm going to guess plus 30. No. Plus 40? No. Plus 50? 60? 70? 12? 80? What is it? 91. What? He has a plus minus 91? In the playoffs, he has a plus minus of 91. Holy shit. Let's look at Steph Curry. Well, what's what's MB? What's that? What's the MVPs? Twenty-two. Wow. <laughs> but it, like that's not news. Like, it's kind of been a fact for the past like three years that even though Embiid won MVP, sure, Wait, rightfully, Jokic, rightfully so, Embiid won. MVP. Yeah, by like most advanced like statistics point to Nikola Jokic as being the best player in the NBA. Right. And so Embiid winning MVP is kind of a, like, I don't know. There's, like, a lot of things that go into MVP, obviously. It's not just I, it's just two. It's just two different schools of thought, I'd say. Yeah. It's like you have the... But it's also a narrative. Like, right. Because if M- Embiid, there's kind of a narrative that, like, he deserves it because Jokic got it the past two years. And, but, I mean... You know, the, uh, do you know I, what the rap? You know what a raptor score is? No, but I think that a, a narrative sometimes takes away from the impact that a player has as well. I don't think that Nikola Jokic winning two times in a row had anything to do with Embiid so, winning. You know? So look at this. Look at this. Ready? This is crazy. So the top five players this season in Raptor War, which is Raptor wins over replacement yeah so now a, we, a replacement it, player in the nba is just who's this raptor and why is he raptor why is, is just the name of the statistics stat. why is he making stats <laughs> it's just the name of the stat it's like an acronym i think okay but wins over replacement replace a replacement player is like just like baseline player in the nba like right. you don't really contribute anything like crazy you don't contribute anything like really really bad you're, yeah you're you're just give or take baseline. you're give or take plus minus three you're the baseline you're yeah sure you're zero. Oh, Your plus okay. minus a zero is a, is a replacement player. Okay. So the top four guys in in Raptor wins over replacement: Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, Embiid. Embiid was at fourteen point two, Doncic thirteen, uh-huh. D- Davis twelve point two, Jimmy Butler twelve. So and you can see where this is going. Jokic is twenty two point five. Like yeah. just not even close. Like I mean, you can look at. It's kind of like look at this. Look at this on the on the screen. Yeah. Like it's just like He's this so is far away. this gap. There's this like moat in the middle, and then there's Jokic <laughs> all the way by himself. Right. So do you think that means that Nikola Jokic should have won the MVP? I think if you believe only in statistics and advanced statistics and stuff like that, then yeah, like Jokic is your MVP. Right. And Embiid had one of the greatest. Uh, Regular seasons uh, in NBA history. One of the best defensive seasons. One of the NBA best all-around seasons. I mean, let's look I at I think his... one of the best defensive seasons ever. I mean... He... Not just defensive, though. Like he oh, I know. I'm just saying... 33 I'm points just saying per game. I'm just saying ever. Like, he averaged a double-double in points and rebounds. 33 points per game. 10 rebounds a game. Four assists. Yeah. One and a half blocks. A steal. And he did it on, like, really good efficiency. Like, just in every category. Right. He, I mean, he was just great. and <laughs> He was just all in all just fantastic. So, 
I mean, you look at like 33.1 points, 10 rebounds, and 4.2 assists. You compare that to... Right, but like how is he also not like right next to Jokic right on the stat sheet, you know? It's Dude, like those it's, those are crazy statistics as well. Right, what is what is what is Jokic averaging? Jokic is averaging 24 right. 11, 12 and basically he's averaging a triple double. Okay. Um and he scores a lot less but he shoots a lot less. That's a big thing. That's true. Um so Embiid is averaging m- more points, a double double and Embiid is aver- averaging a triple double on so less points. Jokic is less averaging shoot. less points, more rebounds and more assists on less shooting. He shoots less, but he's much more efficient when he shoots. He's okay. like five percent better shooter in general than okay. than Embiid. He's a better three point shooter. Um, he Embiid is a better free throw shooter. Yeah. Um, and when he's on the court, if you're just looking at plus minus, uh, Embiid's is Embiid's is throughout the four hundred and twenty four okay. throughout the season plus four hundred and twenty four, and Jokic is six hundred and forty. Okay. So. That's like the big argument is when Jokic is on the court, his team scores more than when Embiid is on the court. Right. So what? But then also, what constitutes an MVP? Is it what they do to lift not only themselves but their team, or is it just the best performance of a player? Well, well, who is like who looked the best? I like to think of it just like what. Just break it down. MVP, most valuable valuable player. player. That doesn't say anything about. The most like statistically like, um, like scores the most points, gets the most assists, uh, you know, like gets the most rebounds. Like it, that doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is how valuable like is are they to their team. Right. And so that's why like metrics like plus minus is kind of a flawed metric because right. if you have a really good team, if you're a really good team, um, every player on your team is going to have a positive plus minus and if you're a really bad team even if you're a really good player on a really bad team you're probably gonna have a negative plus minus sure like i'm sure dame is like his plus minus is probably not good it's probably not even close yeah and that's because the blazers suck yeah and so they they even when dame is on the court they they score less than their opponent right and, and it's so, the same with the same thing would be for Jokic or Embiid if they're on a shitty team yeah right so i think the system in Denver is just a little bit more advantageous to some of the more important statistics while MB... No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is MVP, most valuable player, is when you're on the court, when you're off the court, plus minus is one thing that'll tell you like how valuable someone is on the court. Okay. Um, but there are other things. Like the thing I showed you, Raptor War, wins above replacement, compared to the replacement level center in the NBA or the replacement level player, Jokic is the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. He contributes the most to his team. Per his, pos- per his position. I don't know. Actually, I don't know is if that this what, is, is that, by position. Like, that's what it's saying. Is, is that what the Raptor is specifically? It's replacement of well, we can, centers in the NBA? Because then, obviously, yeah, Nikola Jokic would be that statistical anomaly because you know he, he just plays a different he plays far and away far and away better basketball than any center so no i think this actually doesn't have anything to do with position okay it doesn't have anything to do with position it's just i'm just it, it still baffles me how much of a statistical anomaly he is i'm just trying to wrap my brain around it well he's a center right and that he's he doing what russell westbrook did in 
like whatever it was, 2015, 2014. Averaging a triple-double. Yeah. And mm. when a center does that on your team, like the effect that has on your team mm-hmm. is like ridiculous. Like just the things that your team can do when your center is able to like play make like a, like a point guard, like a really good point guard is like th- that's a, it just opens up so much for your team. Mm-hmm. And so like Jokic and Bede scored more points per game than Jokic. But Jokic accounted, I would be willing to bet Jokic accounted for more points on the Nuggets. And when I say accounted for, I mean Jokic with his assists, so points off of assists and points combined compared to Embiid's points combined with his points off of assists, uh, Jokic would have accounted for more points. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. So the points that people scored off of Jokic's assists. Okay. But I'm not saying Jokic is the MVP. I'm just saying that if you were looking only at stats, most valuable player, it is Jokic. Interesting. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Just looking at that, the beautiful spreadsheet or the beautiful stat sheet. Yeah. I love this site, Stat Muse. Yeah, I know. He's such an both are such interesting players and makes yeah. for makes for great basketball. Obviously, I mean Definitely. there's there's not a lot that hasn't already been said about this whole thing but i'm glad we kind of talked about it because it seemed like it still seems a very relevant yeah you see uh mb's mvp speech in his what kid. was it i don't know he had ju- he just had his like kid in his arms and he was like his kid yeah it was so cute what do you say i don't know i can't i mean i just remember seeing the clip it was muted but he was like he was so grateful and he was obviously so i i can't i just i love when like these big figures in sports, especially in such, you know, a big hyper-masculine, sometimes hyper-masculine sport like basketball, and then you do something a little bit more feminine, such as show your emotional side. It's It, it always, like, it really yeah. touches me. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I love you, Joel Embiid. I mean, I don't, I haven't even watched you a whole lot, but, like, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yep. So who you got, Warriors or Lakers? In game six? Yeah. Or in the series? Um, uh, give me game six. Well, if AD is playing and Andrew Wiggins isn't, I think that the Lakers are going to win. Okay. And if they don't win, I think that they're going to win game seven. If really? Andrew Wiggins really has a... A broken rib. rib. Well, they said, it's, they said it's broken. I mean, I haven't heard any updates. We're going to have to get some soon. Yeah, pull that up. He said it was, it's not completely out of the picture. Que- yeah, it says he's, he's questionable. questionable with rib cartilage fracture. fracture. That's like um, that doesn't sound good. No, no, no. Someone had a rib cartilage fracture. Justin Herbert had a rib cartilage fracture, and he played, but he was not the same player when he was playing with a rib cartilage fracture. That's true. But Do you remember, still- like he was like he fell off when he had that. Yeah, I mean he was on my fantasy team, but that was the same thing that it's. I don't know how a rib cartilage fracture affects a basketball a basketball player though. Well, I don't think hurting your rib is ever good for no. for your game athleticism, especially someone like Wiggins, who isn't just a spot up shooter for the Warriors. He's supposed to be their athletic like he's their defender. Yeah, he was he's covering their, he was covering LeBron the whole game. You put him on the best sh- scorer on the other team, right? And 
he's also getting buckets like and he's just like he's got a lot of energy and that's what he brings to the warriors and if you have a broken rib those things are going to be suppressed a little bit so looks like jordan Poole's going to have to step up I don't want to be in that position I if I'm a Warriors to, fan. If I'm Jordan Poole, I wouldn't want to be in that, that situation either. I mean, you know, I'm rooting for Jordan Poole to to, too. to figure it I out. I want Jordan Poole. I want him to figure it out and just really put on a show for us. But, I mean, doesn't really look very likely. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think that the Warriors are going to last long enough for him to turn it around in the playoffs. No. And I don't think that he's going to have a whole lot of other chances on any other team. Yeah. To be honest. The only way I see that the Warriors make it out of this series is Steph Curry does what he did in the Kings series where he just turns it on. He just goes into a different level. And, you know, like that's not out of that's the range of possibilities. Not out of possibilities, right. But then what? You know, then you got the Nuggets. But the issue, no the issue now is like Steph Curry needs to do that. Right, instead of he where could, before but he there were do it. before like he didn't have to do that as much. I feel like because right. they had KD or they had like they had prime uh, Clay and Clay is still really good, but he's not the force that he once was. Yeah, certainly not defensively. I watched an old Clay clip, the Game Six Clay, because Ollie and I were talking about this last yeah. night told me about the legend of game 6 clay. That's one thing that really annoys me about Warriors fans. I'm not a fan I'm not a Warriors fan. I don't identify with that fan base whatsoever. You're I'm, a fan of the Warriors. I'm a fan of the Warriors, but I'm not a I'm not I a Warriors fan. I hate Warriors fans. Like they just had this whole mythology but around their honest, whole team. Like these are just do, like these are just guys. To like, be honest, like I would be a fan of the Warriors if it wasn't for the Warriors, Warriors fans. fans. Yeah. Just and, how insufferable Warriors fans are is like that was what drives me away from being a Warriors well, fan. I mean, Ole is probably the only like, let's say, let's say, reasonable Warriors fan that I've ever met. Like, he's not reasonable though. Like, if he's the most reasonable Warriors well, fan, he's still very in touch with basketball and is very like, like into into basketball. Dude, recognizes good thinks, game, but like, he thinks Kevon Looney is a top five center. Yeah, he's NBA. not serious when he says that though. There's no, he's just tooling with you. No, I promise. Okay, I swear to God, well, I'm, I'll ask him in confidence, in confidence. But he just says it because it pisses you off. Because, like, the thing about Warriors fans, they they just love pissing other like franchises off just because they. I don't. Think, I'm not just, even a franchise. Well, just because they think it's like cool, because they want to be like. The villains. They want to have, like I said, they yeah. want to have that whole mythology around. And, but the that's team. why like, I want them to lose the Warriors so bad. To win. Like, but they're the only ones who fucking like are telling themselves that. Like, it's just like, it's like nobody is the Warriors. That. The Warriors wouldn't. Nobody would like hate the Warriors if it weren't for Warriors fans being so insufferable. Yeah, you know, like when you saw in like the in the Heat series, like when, or oh, I forget what it was. Like, yeah, like Jimmy Butler got hurt. Or something like that. Like it was, I'm trying to remember. Like Jimmy Butler got hurt against like the Knicks or something. Sure. And uh, Sabonis got hurt at a Warriors game, and like he was he had like a black eye. Like Looney got him with an elbow. Sure. And like he was like it was like bad. He was like on the floor, and the Warriors fans were like booing him <laughs> while he was on the floor. Like that is like. I don't know, man. Like that just rubs that's you just, the wrong way. It's just rude. Like as a human being, like. You're letting your fandom just like 
well, it goes consume they, you it so go, much. That's what it's. That's what it is. They just it just goes back to this whole mythology. Like they don't. They, there is no line between basketball and reality. Like they just think that they these guys are they also the think images like, that they, they care created. about them yeah right like they just think that they're the images that they created themselves yeah in their head like but stefan curry steph curry is just a a regular guy and so is clay thompson both very okay. fantastic at clay basketball. maybe steph is not a regular guy <laughs> <laughs> okay but you, you know what i mean like yeah like steph has a family and like he yeah. has kids and yeah it's a private life and whatnot, and so does Devonta Sabonis. But it's like when you prop up so many other players, you kind of like it's. It's just it rubs me the wrong way that like Warriors fans are so bloodthirsty that like and <laughs> they're so ruthless, so they're ruthless, ruthless in their fandom that like it actually like supersedes their humanity and like yeah, and it being, supersedes other and being a decent person. Right? They they show no empathy and no like regular emotions towards but especially at players. home games. Oh my god, it's horrible. Like like Sabonis like it's so funny. Like yeah, Sabonis got a tech in that one game where like Draymond like stomped on him and shit. But right, like even if Sabonis did all of that shit, like. Draymond stomping on him was by far the, the, es- the escalation of force. And for some reason, Warriors fans think like Sabonis was like the one the at villain. fault, the villain in that it scenario. It was really funny watching the Warriors fans audibly boo Sabonis every time he got the ball at home. Yeah, dude. I had a I had a pretty good laugh. Like they, Not because it was it, like they hated him for like, getting stomped on. You're like, well, why wild? are you yelling? Isn't that wild? They hated him because like, Draymond got like ejected. You got our player suspended because he stomped on That's you. That's what I'm saying. Shame on you, Demont. That's literally what it is. That's shame, literally what it poor is. Shame, poor shame, Sabonis. Poor shame. How dare you get stomped on That's by our thing, player? Because I'm not arguing that like what Sabonis did was right. right. Yeah, no, it's just like... <laughs> but Draymond was suspended because he stomped on Sabonis. Like, it wasn't and Warriors like, fans have like, have like created this narrative in their heads where it's actually Sabonis' fault. Because if Sabonis didn't do what he did, oh then Draymond God. wouldn't have stomped on him. And so, like, so for some reason, like, it's Sabonis' fault, fault that Draymond, Draymond chose to just Goomba stomp him. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, like, a wild, like, the amount of, like, like what, mental wor- hurdles. Like, what world are you, they're doing mental? The thing about Warriors is they just love the mental gymnastics. Yeah, they Warriors fans, They just love like, leaps and bounds. It's like... And it's even better when they're not able to do the mental gymnastics than they're just like, what yeah man i mean it's hard the one thing i will say is it's kind of hard to do mental gymnastics with ad with anthony davis he makes it hard yeah because he's just so fucking good the one thing i see a lot of warriors fans saying is that like the free throw discrepancy is is really bad it is but but warriors fans are at like it just tells me that Warriors fans have not seen any Lakers games because they're acting like this is only happening in this series when this has been going on since the trade deadline. Like that has been the that has just been the Lakers. That's thing. why the Lakers like made it into the playoffs. Right. Like that's why they had that ascension after the trade deadline. It's because they got so many free throws and their opponents didn't get those free throws. And Warriors is that, fans is that because the Lakers just didn't foul anybody as much? Probably, or is it... It's probably partly because they're the Lakers and partly because it's LeBron and AD and also definitely an aspect of it is just they play really good defense right and they play really good defense without fouling um really clean defense but and but Warriors fans are acting like this wasn't happening <laughs> for like 
three months before right. this series. The tunnel vision. It's li- it's tunnel vision. The tunnel basically. vision got them again. They're like the Warriors want the like the the refs want the, the Warriors, Warriors to, to lose. lose. No, they want the Lakers to win. <laughs> exactly. Stupid. It's so exactly. different. Where have you been? Exactly. That's it. <laughs> they don't so want the Warriors d- to lose. They, they want, want the Lakers, Lakers to win. win. It's so different. They want that Celtics Lakers finals. Oh my God, that's the game script. They're, that's what they're here for. Yeah. They're getting paid for the game like, script. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about the Lakers. Like, like you really think you're that special? Like you know <laughs> how small so you know how small the market San Francisco is. You have really compared no clue. to LA. You I have mean, no clue. It's funny, dude. Where like, have you been? That's a funny thought. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not about the Warriors. It's, it's about, about the, the Lakers, about the Lakers. With it. You're not that special. <laughs> uh, also, like, why would the refs ever like be paid off to make someone lose? I know, right? Like they'd. I feel like they'd only ever be paid off to, to make someone, someone win. win, right? They're only going to help another team, not hurt another. Because the NBA wouldn't be like, ah, oh, we don't want the Warriors in the finals this year. Yeah, right. They, no, nah, they're like, we want the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals. Or we want this team yeah. and this team in the finals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that did happen, and we're, I'm not saying it does, I don't think they'd be like, this year, the Warriors are not making the finals. Like, we're going to make we're sure sick of, it. of them. It's not going to make us any money. This year, the Suns not make. That's what they did last year with the. With the Suns. They're like, this year, they are not making the finals. But yeah, that's enough of a rant about Warriors fans. (laughs) They've already gotten enough attention. It's just so insufferable. (laughs) I can't be on Twitter because I see so many Warriors. Warriors fans just like dominate Twitter. I really, I want. They're like Chiefs fans. I so, don't even get me so. There's this really like really strange overlap between Warriors fans and Chiefs, Chiefs fans or Chiefs fans Chiefs fans yeah where you're like these these two places are not anywhere near each other so you you just like teams that win and that's it <laughs> they're like Travis Kelsey I love you they just love it's they just, just a, love their guys it's just funny that that's the overlap I know you that's, know like that's being like a Lakers and Cowboys fan ugh that's the worst yeah that's just the worst yeah I've never really met a Cowboys fan, honestly. Where are Me they? Me neither, I don't think. Where are they? The Cowboys fans? Yeah. That's the thing with some like really big market teams. Like there's a lot of states around Texas. That's well, Texas has just a just a shit well okay, also there's, like Oklahoma is gonna be that probably they're, they're a, Cowboys fans. Probably a Cowboys fan. New Mexico. What's the capital of Oklahoma? I don't fucking care. Is it Lincoln? Oklahoma City, maybe. I don't know. Dude, I do not give a shit about Oklahoma. I don't even want to talk about Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Fuck Oklahoma. <laughs> Go back to your dust bowls, Oklahoma. Yeah. You're so free. My therapist lives in Oklahoma. That's the only... What? <laughs> what, what how did you... How, did that, <laughs> how does that so, happen? So that's the only connection I have to Oklahoma. What football team do, do they root for? They're not from Oklahoma. Oh, they they're just from live. California. Oh, really? But they live in Oklahoma. Why? Is that just like they it's move? Cheaper, I think. Oh, okay. Cheaper, yeah. Well, um, it's landlocked, but yeah, but um, fuck Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're so special. They got a whole musical after them. Stupid. What's wrong with you? 
think anyway. you're so cool. You think you're so cool, Oklahoma. We're we're out of time. Yeah, but... with that, we'll we'll end it. We'll wrap <laughs> it up here. This is for our last episode. We just talked. We just yeah. I think that's in, that's in how good, I, bad, more fashion. That's what I wanted. Also, to be, honestly, I don't want to thank wrap you. It up. Thank you to any of you for those who don't know. Thank you who voted. We won best sports show yes, at Chapman you. Radio. They had to bring back the award for us to win. They so. didn't have it last semester for some reason. Then they brought it back, and it wasn't even close. Uh, it was a landslide. Or, it was a landslide victory. I, actually, they said that there were more entries or more like it was more competitive than they thought. So maybe someone was catching up on us, but in the end. It was a landslide. It was a big slide victory. There's probably only four sports shows, but we are the best one. We are the best one, and that is saying something. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters, yeah. And, and so thank out. you to who voted. And sh- uh, to and our fans, yeah, thank you for Spotify. everyone. Shout out to the moms, by the way. Happy, the moms. Mo- happy Mother's Day, happy everybody. Mother's Day. Um, I know my mom listens to my show. Does Miss mm. Does Miss Murdoch listen? Uh, she does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Happy Mother's Day to you as well, Miss Murdoch. Yes. And, happy Mother's Day. Um, we hope that you guys have just an excellent Sunday. Spend some time relaxing this weekend. Uh, send her flowers. Send her chocolates. I know my mom's getting an edible arrangement. That's a joke. She doesn't like edible arrangements, but I'm definitely going to be calling her. Are you going to get her anything, your mom? Yeah, probably. I'll yeah. probably DoorDash. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I should like DoorDash. Last her. time I did that, though, she didn't know it was me, and so they just left it on the porch. They thought it was like a bomb or something. No way. <laughs> that's just such a really good idea. I'm going to DoorDash my mom Just make sure it's like Star- signed with your like name or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm going to DoorDash my mom some Starbucks. Just like a nice coffee tomorrow. Like, when she wakes up. That's that's a good gift. Yeah. That's a good idea, Finn. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyways, we might have another show next week. I want to maybe do try to squeeze in one more. Maybe once okay. all, both of our finals are done, just do a... Friday night, maybe? Friday night. Anytime on Friday. You know, we can upload it, honestly. Yeah. I just want to get... I want to do a mock draft. Like another, Let's like, do it. Like an early fantasy mock draft. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, for now. I also have... I've been working hard on my... Stat sheet. My stats. Yeah, we can do. We can do. I can. Lit. I can break down some of the things I've learned. Yeah, we can. We can see, like. We can see if we can just do like a two-hour show, just kind of like get a lot of content out there. But we have a lot more to say, ladies and germs. But if we don't see you, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, stay tuned for the incomparable same wavelength winner of the Chapman's Best Variety Show. Congratulations, by the way. But this has been Ryan, the permanent guest, and Finn is fine. See ya. Bye.